I want to thank Longmont Public Media for allowing me to use their media makerspace to produce all of the Level Up podcasts. LPM invites everyone to join the makerspace to produce or learn to produce all of your own media, not just podcasts. Visit longmontpublicmedia.org for more information. Welcome to Level Up, where we explore the burning desire to create something crafted with quality, care, and attention to detail. These things will touch base on the industries of the artists, the startups, musicians, photographers, designers, videographers, and more, uh, all here on the Level Up podcast. Um, so let me do my intro and then we'll go from there. Cool. Uh, so this is the Level Up podcast. I am Lachlan. I'm here today with Corey Powers. Uh, I think he has an awesome, badass name. Uh, but again, much. I know for a fact right now, I do not know his title, but I know the company he works at is a bunch of badasses. <laughs> so I would like to have him introduce himself better than I can do because I'd be like, oh yeah, he's that cool guy with the glasses. And that's not all I'd say. <laughs> it's my official title, cool guy with the glasses. I know it works yeah. out. Thank you, Lachlan. Well, as much as I'd love to hear you try to make up a title for me, that could be fun. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm creative director at Avocet Communications, just a block and a half away from Lachlan's Level Up podcast studio here in Longmont Public Media. That's fantastic. See, that's like the exact type of person I wanted on the podcast. I already wanted you on the podcast because I was like, you know, he seems like the creative type, creative director. That just I've, sounds kind of along the same lines. Shucks, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. So uh, what we talk about on this podcast is mostly just the creative uh, process and really the idea of how we come up with an idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I know we talked about in the past, we've talked to like animators and musicians um, just to kind of get an idea of how they come up with I their ideas, why they do it um, in the first place um, yep. and what drives them to keep creating even when the going gets rough. I love that. So yeah, um, I'd love to hear some of your really just when you started off doing marketing and Brand, brand design and creative yep. directing and, yep. you know, all that good shit. Man, I'm so glad. First of all, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you, Lachlan. Thank you. Stoked to have this conversation, too. It's been on my mind a lot lately, actually, especially the idea of original ideas, you know, and okay. creativity. So I, I think I want to start by, and uh, you can help me unpack this as we go. Um, I've been thinking a lot lately about how creativity is innately innately comes from a, a space of playfulness mm -hmm. I think you know um, and you included all the creatives especially here in Longmont I feel like have in one way or another this ability to be um, playful okay and and not take life too seriously um, be be okay again in one in one shape or another be okay with being vulnerable yeah because you know coming up with with creativity and especially, you know, innovative, original ideas, it's scary. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I definitely deal with that at Avocet and I'm, I'm lucky to be in a place where that's encouraged, you know, and, and people are made to feel safe with expressing original ideas. Cause yeah, it's, it's, it's innately scary. We, we're all adults, right? So playfulness doesn't necessarily come naturally yeah. uh, for all of us. Um, but yeah, playing the idea of play, playing in that space um, of creativity, you know, it's hard sometimes because it can feel like a vacuum, right? You're just yeah. kind of floating there and, you know, what what's going to happen. But if you I think if you open yourself up um, to have fun, to to be vulnerable, you can really get some gems and, and then start 
start developing them from there. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I love the way that you kind of kind of describe that whole thing. Um, that's definitely how I feel all the time here in town too. Um, so I want to know a little bit too, kind of where did you get started in regard to like creative life? Were you just like a kid that was like, Oh yes, I'm going to do this one day. (laughs) Or, you know, where is that something that was like a slow kind of burn into the industry itself or what was that? Man, I love that. Um, so I, I, I remember my fifth grade yearbook and everybody probably had to do this. You had to write what you wanted to be when you grew up. (laughs) I think so. Yeah. And I, uh, I wrote, um, artist and, you know, it's so, it's like, yeah, great job. Fifth grade, Corey. What does that actually mean? (laughs) Kind of artist. (laughs) I think I did the same. I think it was third grade for me, but you know, either way. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that, you know, I think that's, going back as far as I can remember, but, but really when it, when it became, um, tangible for me is, uh, music. Okay. So I started playing guitar at 12 and my mother, God bless her, who, who's the one I got all my, my musical genes from. She, um, gave me lessons within a year. I just ate it up. You know, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I might butcher this fact, but I feel like we went from one lesson a week to two because I was just oh wow just so thrilled. You know, I was learning every Blink-182 song I could. I mean, good songs right there. Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then I, I joined a band in high school, uh, you know, a couple of years later. That became my life. Yeah. Uh, I actually didn't want to go to college because I'm from Austin, Texas. And I, I, you know, so even as a 17 year old, there were plenty of shows to play which was incredible. Um, I didn't even want to go to college. I just wanted to stay in Austin and play music. And I'm thankful now that my parents sort of urged me to go to college. But, um, so wait, did the, did being in Austin kind of help fuel that creative kind of mindset? Absolutely. I think it, I think, you know, that city just an incredible backdrop for anybody who has the creative spark. Great. Um, especially, you know, it's the live, live music capital of the world, uh, self-proclaimed, but, um, and so especially for musicians, but, but people of all sorts, I mean, there's a reason South by Southwest, right. Is, yeah. is held every year in Austin, Texas. Um, so yeah, great, great comment. It absolutely helped fuel that. And like I said, for a 17 year old to be able to go get shows booked, yeah. you know, with his friends and, and play gigs, um, was huge. So, um, from there I, you know, I went to college and was like, how do I, where's my new outlet? Yeah. Right. I explored doing sound recording technology and trying to stay in like the music business sector, but it just wasn't, this is, this is kind of mean, but I remember, you know, exploring that major the first couple of weeks and being like, there's just a bunch of band nerds who are here. No, I'm a rock star. <laughs> so bad. Um, <laughs> I wasn't a rock star for the record. Maybe you had a band though. Yeah, right? I had a band. Okay. What was the name of the band? I have to know. Uh, so we started as the skeptics. Okay. I, I do like that. Yeah. And then, um, we got so serious about it that we were like, we're going to, we're going to get famous. So we need to make sure that nobody's already taken this band name. Yeah. And there was a band in Massachusetts. Sure enough, called the skeptics a little older than us. So we changed our name to skeptic Republic. Okay. Very, very serious. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> not one Republic skeptic. Republic. That's right. <laughs> it works out. Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> could have been one Republic. No. Darn. Um, but yeah, so then, then, um, you know, in college just, I was like, you know, I want to, I want to keep music as my passion as a, and as my hobby. It just didn't click with me to, to turn it into a major. So I started exploring and came across advertising <laughs> and, um, did some web design classes, graphic design classes, uh, mostly though, pure advertising. So like at 
Texas State and San Marcos, Texas, it's mass communication and journalism uh-huh. um, college, and uh, kind of fell in love with it. And and I'll try to. I love to talk. Of course, that's not a, it's not a bad thing. That's kind of what the podcast is meant for. That's right. Sure, we got video it's going, but like the same do, at the same local. time, it's yeah. really nice because like I think there's a little bit like to go a little off tangent here for yeah, a sec. Please. Like about podcasting, it's really great because I think I hear my voice through like the podcast microphone and I feel just more confident in myself. I agree with that. You know, really expect that. Like I, I go out and I talk to people and I hear myself talking. I'm like, why, why do you, why do you keep doing this? Yeah. <laughs> why are you doing this? <laughs> just stop. Just shut up, Lachlan. This is stupid. Then I hear, come here and I have the conversations, get in the flow of things. I'm like, wow, this is this is fun. Couldn't agree more. You've got a great, you've got a great voice, Lachlan. I know. I was thinking like NPR, you know, really true, Absolutely. true, true to my living right there. Dude, love, that's the future of Level Up. <laughs> I would hope so, but you know, grand scheme of things, probably not in the cards at the moment. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. And we can dream. Maybe give him a year, folks. Yeah, you know, I got to see this uh, video workout, a okay, and everything. So yeah, quick question: How do you feel about this while we're while we're talking yeah. about the kind of setup and everything? Totally. How do you feel about the lights, the cameras? I dig it, man. Cool. I love you know this building too, the exposed brick over here, ladies and gentlemen at home. You might not be able to see it, but <laughs> eventually, probably Lachlan will, will reveal it. I'm, I'm doing it. a commercial soon, so hopefully, uh, nice. soon enough. <laughs> Feels very comfortable to me. Um, I just want more more Lachlan character, like some posters on the wall or something. I would uh, totally agree with that. Unfortunately, I don't know if they're going to say yes. (laughs) I don't own the place, unfortunately, (laughs) but I can, I can dream. Yeah. Can I ask? Once NPR picks you up, man, you can oh, I know. You'll do whatever you want. It'll work out. Um, so let's go back into the branding, like yeah, where you sure. got the start and the roots and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so w- I actually wanted to bring up one thing. So I got my kind of my kind of roots when I realized all of it was like possible and real. Um, right when I was in actually in the middle of high school, so like sophomore year, I believe. Maybe junior year. Yeah. But either way, um, I ended up going to um, I was sitting in my garage with my dad, just hanging out some summer day and heard a radio ad, a radio ad. That is a thing still. <laughs> but I, so I was, we were listening to the radio. Totally. You know, he, he was listening to like sports casting and you know, stuff like that. And I heard a radio ad about kids wanting to do marketing with the state of Colorado. And I was like, oh, that sounds, that sounds pretty cool. That yeah. sounds great. Oh, yeah. let's go, let's go apply. So I was one of like, I think 70 kids applied or something like that. And I think four, 30 got picked. I got picked. Dang. Um, this was the original Triangle Brand Colorado project. Wow. So I was a part of that early on. No way. And that right there, being invited to the governor's house after it was all done, uh, going to the literally the brand pitch meetings. There were like people pitching the brand live to, you know, the people of the state in Denver. And it was just like wow, what is this? And, you know, I think it was really funny. Uh, in one of those pitch presentations, um, <laughs> they, you know, of course, did this whole thing where they're like, oh, do you have any questions about our presentation after the presentation was done? There was one guy. I follow him on Instagram now, actually. <laughs> there was one guy, though, that I asked a question. Yeah. Me, the only kid to ask a question in the of back course. of the room. Of course. And I was just like, I have a question. What do you think if you did this and this and this? And you're like, (laughs) I got that look. It's amazing. And, you know, I didn't feel bad about it because I was so happy and thrilled with myself for actually being to be able to be in that environment and 
speak up. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, and that that right there, like you know, but being invited the whole experience, and then that, and then all of it, just like you know what this this seems like it could be my career. So I think uh, the year after that, yeah, I think it was sophomore year. So I think the year after that, junior year. Um, went had a starting your own business course um, in high school and was like you know what let's just let's just do something we can make actually happen Ugh. instead of do like some little cart thing yeah. outside of school right. <laughs> you know because like one of the class or one of the other groups did that and I was just like sure okay cool that's not a sustainable business because you were going to graduate and <laughs> it's going to go away so that's what's going to happen me so I started a brand marketing company early on Lordy. and like I loved it it How was great you? I was 16 Golly, man! So Ahead of your time. I, 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 I like think so. Nobody like hired us early on. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I think that's valid. You yeah. know, we had a few clients. You know, we did a few like logo work, poster work, kind of little delios. I mean, it was nothing huge, but we felt like, oh, this is the coolest yeah, thing. You made it real. It was awesome. So you know, that's kind of where I really kind of started to get in the flow of like brand marketing and kind of just how that all pieces all together. Yep. So yeah, that was. I think it was really great to you know. I think I did tell you the story, but I think it's really great um, to bring up now, actually. I think I've told you this, though. Um, so re- I remember, I think before I started the company, yeah. um, I actually had come into Advisay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I came into Advisay. You Absolutely. said it's different owners back then, so it's that, yeah. a, a different case. But I came into Advisay, and I was like, hey, are you guys, do you guys want any interns, anything like that? Yeah. I was 16, yep. 16 or 17. And I'm over there just like, I want to learn from you. Yeah. I want to learn. And yeah. they're like, no, come back after college, kid. <laughs> I'm like... Get out of scram, kid. Yeah. Scram. So, yeah, pretty much. I do. I'll and never forget you telling me that story. I know, yeah. and it was so sad. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I came back to school. They're like, oh, Poor did you man. get any internships? I'm like, no. No, I didn't. <laughs> I tried, damn it. Yeah, and, you know, then I was like, screw it. I'm just going to start my own company and yeah. go from there. So, uh, honestly, it's kind of really great and almost like a full circle type of dealio. Absolutely. Having you on the podcast. Yeah. Because it was like rejection. Right. Now it's like full circle Cool. Now we're partnering on this right. podcast, making it freaking great. For the record, ladies and gentlemen, I was not the one who rejected Lachlan. It was not. That it was, was some old guy. I don't know. Yeah, that was probably Lori, our current CEO's uh, father. I can beep that out if we need to. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's a great story. <laughs> okay, and, cool. and it, I think it adds to the um, Longmont community vibe, you know, which I, I just love. Like you, Sergio, even Morgan, you know. Shout out, Morgan. You are creative. Even though you're a total, I do want him on the geek. podcast. By yeah, the way, he'd be awesome. I would love that. Never met a guy who's who can think both right and left brains so seamlessly. He's a data nerd and then <laughs> creative genius. Um, but yeah, you know this community. Tom Ludlow, just so many people here um, that are part of the fabric of this super fast growing. Yeah. I feel like, and I'd love to hear your opinion on that actually too. Yeah. Being here longer than me. And it just seems so, like, wait, how long have you been here in Longmont? Four, almost four years okay. in Longmont. Okay. Yeah. And then I've been here for almost 24 years. Oh, man, <laughs> what's wrong with me? <laughs> well, it's been a hot minute for the best. Yeah. But I, I think it's been an really interesting. So I think giving that backstory a little bit actually helps the whole kind of where the placement is currently in the creative industry here in Longmont. Um, It's an interesting place to be in. Mm -hmm. So what I've been trying to do um, and actually kind of flex the whole company actually that I have running. So really it's still a sole proprietorship, but it's really just me. I have a few people I work with here and there on and off, but you know, my whole company concept and ideas to actually, um, 
not hate as creators, you know, like, so that was one of the issues I had a few years back. We actually had, um, like basically three of us, we were all together, we were taking pictures and all that stuff. And then I had one girl, she actually called me out and I didn't, she didn't call me out. I called her out actually, because she was posting my pictures and saying that they were hers. So that was like the hardest thing for me. So then I got like super hardcore, like hurt. And then I just like basically like a turtle in a shell, like don't blame you. Into my shell. Yep. And then stayed in that shell for about a year. <laughs> and then really kind of revamped up the company, kind yep. of got it going again. And then what we wanted to do was really to encourage just everyone to create, period. Yep. Like, we don't care what you do. Like, you right. could be doing the same exact thing. We could even be pitching the same project. Right. But... I don't care yep. because grand scheme of things, you're going to create something. I'm going to go create something. Even if you were pitching the same project and right. you get that job and I don't, I'm going to go get another project. Right. That's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Love it. But that's something I really wanted to try to encourage as a company mm-hmm. because I think that's something we actually struggle with in the creative industry is really fighting each other too much. I agree. And I hate that. Yep. I don't like that in the slightest. Um, have you seen any of that um, being in the... So company not, you are not here, which is what's so great. Wow. I, compl- I completely agree with you. It's I've experienced that back in Austin, um, you know, and I hope that we can hang on to it here in yeah. Longmont. I mean, I even think of uh, Tom Ludlow and Brian Bishop. I don't know if yeah. you've met Brian Bishop, but yeah, yeah, you know, they both operate out of CoSolve. They both do similar things, you know, yeah. content production, video, but they're total homies, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they support. And I think you make a great point too that you know, this idea of just, let's just create and let's just support each other creating at the end of the day, even if we're pitching the same project, creation is so personal at the end of the day that it's like, it's going to have some sort of different spin on it. Right. And so whoever ends up getting the project, that'll come to fruition. Um, but like you said, then whoever didn't get it, there's so much creative work to be had here, at least right now. And that's why I say, I hope that we can sort of organically hang on to it. Um, and not to make this like a long mutton general thing, but I think that's kind of true for the whole community. Right. And the creative part of the community is, is just, uh, it's exemplified maybe even more of the, the collaboration and, um, but yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen what you're talking. I can't believe that still happens too with the stealing other people's photos, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, she ended up like fixing the problem, if you will. Yeah, but like the principle, I don't know. And then we ended up like parting ways, if you will. Yeah. It was it was fine. It was no big deal. Yeah. But you know, in the end, she came back again and tried to just like one up me in every way on Instagram. So then, you know, I was also like, okay, well, one, why do I really care about what Instagram says? Yeah. And that was a whole issue in itself. Yeah. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, she just was like trying to get all these followers and all this stuff. And she ended up turning into her account into like a feature account. And I don't know, it was just she loads was. of complicated. I don't even know. That's the social media age, man. Yeah. It's and dicey. Like, it is. And like the unfortunate thing. So like I was actually having this uh, thought the other day. So I was on LinkedIn and you know how you kind of are on LinkedIn. You connect with a bunch of people who like I have, I think, 2587 connections. Yeah. 2,587. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think about it. Um, but with give or take, um, with that, I just have like these people, sometimes they just message me and I hate that there's like bots yeah. to some extent oh. on LinkedIn. They're, they feel so bad. And like, you almost feel bad when you don't respond Yep. because of how they're phrased. Yep. And uh, I don't even, one, I don't know how to make a LinkedIn bot. 
Right. Two, I don't want to make a LinkedIn bot. <laughs> Even if I knew how. Three, I want to figure out how to stop them. Yeah. But I can't. You know, so like this guy I connected with, I connected with him because it was said something in his uh, title. It was like video something something. I was like, oh, that sounds like something I should connect with. Yeah. And then I connected with him and he's just trying to like sell me advertisements on like some Oof. promotional website. Oof. I'm just like, dude, dude. I thought you were a video guy. Yeah. Why are you trying to sell me this? I don't fully, again, looks like a great guy. I don't know. Maybe right. I'm sure he is, but this, this bot here or whatever is connecting and keeps sending these messages to me. Cause they're, you know, like paragraphs, Dude. you know, they're super long. They're not just like little things like, Hey man, Hey, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Hey, you know? hey they're like full on. Here's my service. This is what we do. Here's Every a link. Time. Click the link. Please click the link again. If you have any questions, let me know. I'm just like, <sighs> I'm sure I would love to see your stuff, but I really don't want to click that link now. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's an interesting I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna question you now. Please. Lachlan. What do you think? I love questioning. Um you I think you're doing an incredible job of doing exactly what you talked about earlier, just fostering through your business, the creative community in general. Mm-hmm. But kind of through the lens of the story you just told, does it ever sort of <sighs> get overwhelming or, you know, cause you're, you're yeah. being the community's champion yeah. and that can be a tricky spot to be in. So I would say, yes, it does get overwhelming because creativity is such a hard thing because it's so individualistic, yeah. um, in the sense of, you know, creativity is going to look a lot different to you right. than how it's going to look to me. Right. Um, so in that sense, I'm a perfectionist. I know, I'm sure every creative is to some extent, yeah. but being a perfectionist, I, <laughs> have like standards for how my work gets released and projects I want to work on. So like if I'm going to work on a project, I'm going to make sure it gets done precisely how I see fit. If I see a project out there that I maybe could have gotten and didn't get for whatever reason, um, it's hard sometimes to see that it didn't get to the standard that I would have done it. Yeah. And I'm like, (sighs) okay. All right. All right. Swallow that. That's pretty much it. And I think that's probably the hardest part of being the community champion of the creative industry, if you will. I wouldn't like title self title let myself that, but you know, if I if you I'm putting myself into those shoes, then that's it's really tough to see because like I want to try to help those people make the projects what I think they can be. I'm not saying like their creativity is wrong. I just feel like it didn't get built out enough. Yep. So usually it's just like I do like maybe let's put just like a random project into there. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's like a poster design. Somebody designed a poster um, for a, an event, a big event here in town. Mm-hmm. Um, realistically, um, what I try to do with my projects such as that, if I were to pick that project up, I would make sure that it's branded to the location that it's at and the brand that is coming in to do the event itself. Yep. Unless it's coordinated accordingly. Mm-hmm. If it's just the location doing the event, then it's all branded sure. for the location. Um, but realistically, I've seen you know events come in and they're just like, hey, let's put papyrus on that poster just because oh. I say, well, oh. why not? He said the P word. I know. It's oh. a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> so we've all seen that Ryan Reynolds video. Pap- yeah. It's amazing. I do want to flip this table. Unfortunately, our podcast would then be over and oh, I'd probably break yet. a few cameras. That's right. So no. let's not do that. But you know, that's kind of my bigger thing is I do p- see people do things such as that yep. in those podcasts or not podcasts. Wow. I'm about it. It's okay. Yes. Okay. It's fine. We're good here. <laughs> I do see people do that in their poster design yeah. um, or just in that situation right there. Yep. Um, and yep. that's just a really tough thing to see because I'm just like, oh, come on, come on. Well, yeah. like I want to help you, but like, right. 
It's tough, man. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, I love kind of where you're going to because even in town, and this maybe we'll say we'll table this part of the discussion for another time because I could go off about it. Yeah. Because like I, I want to just, I would love to just be in a position where I'm helping all of these small to medium businesses in town. Yeah. Have better marketing, have better advertising, better branding. Um, but you know, a lot of people don't have that money and, and, and it can be exhausting. I'm sure you've been there and I've been there too. Yeah. You get a bunch of small projects and, and you love who you're working with, but it's low, it's low money. And, um, they start to stack up and you're kind of just, you know, and that's why, you know, obviously agencies go for like the bigger retainers, at least for kind of the backbone of their, their revenue. But uh, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. We'll talk, let's, yeah. we'll do another whole podcast on that, but, um, <laughs> we but can I, actually, if you yeah, really want, I'm, I'm in, I'm Sweet. in. we'll have to make it. some footnotes throughout this whole thing. You and I, <laughs> that sounds good to me. I'm down. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> um, but I love where you were headed, especially with poster design. I, I think of design with the big D, you know, of like designing like a better world. Yeah. Right. And there's some, uh, some famous designer who kind of talks about that, but it's the idea that, you know, we are all as designers, whether you're podcast designer, a graphic designer, web designer, you know, experience designer, yeah. uh, video design, like design with the big D is just trying to make the world a, a better place. You know, I agree. A more beautiful place, a more effective um, journey through life. Um, I guess that could even definitely get into like architecture and stuff. And too, see, right? see, for me, like it's an interesting thing too. So maybe somebody doesn't do uh, that poster design, right? Yeah. And they do that poster design. It looks pretty good. Like I'm not like complaining that I didn't get the project, whatever. Right. But then I learned how they made it. Usually it's like, oh, yeah, I did it in Canva yeah. in like five yeah. minutes. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> see, the thing with that, it's it's not, I'm not saying Canva's wrong right. by any means. Right. I think it's actually really great if you can use it for little, little things sure. that you might it's need to use it for. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, but realistically, I also think it hurts the creative industry to mm. a certain extent. Oh. It's the same thing as like Fiverr. You know, you oh. reach out to things like Fiverr and say like, I need this to happen. I need it done yep. now. <laughs> but you're also just paying some guy in Thailand, yep. you know, five bucks to do you a logo. I mean, it might be okay. Yep. But, you know, hey, I mean, it's just, give people here in the United States. Like that's another thing like I try to do. I've never hired anyone on Fiverr. Me neither ever. actually. Nor do I have any desire to ever do it. Never. If I have to do it, maybe, but like yeah. I don't want to do it right. because I just, I want to support everybody that's here. Yep. I want to support the community of creatives that I know yep. and maybe just try to maybe just reach out further. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't fully know, but you know, I think that's also another thing that I struggle with, um, just seeing people do in the creative industry. And I'm not really sure if there's a way to fix that. I want to try to fix that, yeah. but I can't because it's just like, it's a, it's a free tool yeah. that I can't make people not use. Yep. And I think that's the hardest part. Oh, there's such a, there's oh, so many things wrong with that. I agree with you. And the, 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 <sighs> See, like, I, I even would go as far to say Adobe Spark would be better than Canva. Yeah. Why? Because it just combines with the entirety of what Adobe is yeah. as a ecosystem. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And that's what's fantastic about it. Right. You're able to pull that logo that you designed into Spark and boom, there it is. Instead of Canva, you have to custom upload it and do this and, you know, X, Y, and Z. But... I don't know. You, I'm going to get off like, no, you could. I'm, my I'm in Canva spark in. conversation. Screw Canva. No. Wow. That was aggressive. Sponsored by Canva. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Canva's good for anyone yeah, no, that can make right. it work, but you're you know, right. nonetheless, it's still kind of a, 
I don't know. It's just the ecosystem living in that ecosystem. I, I try to, I don't know. I want to say like, I am pretty animalistic in that sense. Yeah. I want to force other people to live in my ecosystem. Yeah. I, almost <laughs> like a gorilla. Like if you do not want to live in my ecosystem, get the fuck out. Get silver back on your ass. I'm, I'm kind of serious. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to say like I'm aggressive or I'm mean or anything, yeah. but I, like, I, I am set in my ways, if you will. Right. To certain extents. Yeah. Right. Like I will live in my Adobe you know what works ecosystem. Well. Yeah. I will probably not go out of that. Yeah. I'm not going to go play with Final Cut. Right. I just won't. <laughs> not my thing. Nice. <laughs> so, you know, Tom would probably agree with me. Yeah. You know, oh, he, for sure. he would definitely say that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it just why break that barrier? You yeah. know, if you see like, you know, look, we can actually go political with it to some extent. Like, okay, we see like we're doing great over here in our country. Right. You know, we can also look at another country and be like, they're doing pretty good too. Yeah. And they do things completely what we might look at as like ass back middle of nowhere totally backwards yep and we could then look at that and be like oh that's weird but then they we go over there and we're like oh actually, works for them actually that's that's pretty cool all right i get it and then you kind of just take it learn from it and maybe implement some portions of it yep. to your best capacity i don't yeah. know yeah. necessarily but you kind of get where i'm going from oh absolutely and i i so the tools right it's funny yeah. too especially a lot of what we've been talking about you know as far as um, you know, motion design, video, graphic design, web design, there are tools that we pretty much have to use at this point, right? The world's so digital. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, even music, right? I mean, you have to have recording software. Yep. And yeah, it would be fascinating to see. I don't actually know what like Adobe's like market penetration is globally. That'd be really interesting. I mean, I... From what I know, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like, because there is it. one channel on YouTube I do, I think it's Pixum Perfect, if I'm correct, but he's an Indian guy. He's, yep. in, he's in India, and he is the coolest. He's in Adobe Creative Cloud. Uh, yeah, doing, yeah. I, I love him. Like, yeah. I've learned so much from him in, like, photo on Photoshop tutorials and stuff. Like, I wouldn't know Photoshop if it wasn't for him. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, like, that's a good God thing. bless you, YouTube. Yeah, exactly. And that's agree. honestly what I attribute to my entire creative career <laughs> totally man like without youtube i probably would not be where i'm currently at, well think so. about my kids two two and nine months when yeah. they're our age is anyone going to go to college you know it's like especially yeah. in the creative you know creative arts if you will like all of that is on youtube yeah and the quicker they can i mean and probably even before college age they'll be exploring it right? yeah. if they're into it absolutely Kinda like you at 16 you know having your inspirational moment yeah um i want to mention something before i forget please because i think you really you nailed on uh, something that goes deep and it's the it's the commoditization of creative right and the idea and i think you see it with fiverr you see it with canva more more fiverr probably is a better example but it's design and, and creativity is becoming commoditized mm -hmm. the fact that you can freaking get it get a poster design for five bucks just shows you how minimized sort of our craft has become. Yeah. Um, and it's hard, right? Because one of the interesting things about my position is I have to balance, you know, the business objectives with the creative. And it's like, you know, sometimes people just don't have the money um, or the time. And it, it's, it's always been tough for me and some of the most brilliant um, creatives I've, I've dealt with from like a graphic design, especially they, it's so hard for them, right? To be like, you're giving me two days for this concept. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's what the business needs. We tried all we could. Um, and, and, you know, and I get it. And I, I've actually had conversations with those types of people and been like, 
in a loving way, I'm like, you should have been a, an actual artist, not being, you know, paid to, to graphic design because you're, you know, then you can take all the time you want. And, and so, yeah, man, it's this weird juxtaposition. I'm sure, you know, you've. Yeah. And I think, I think probably my biggest issue or I, what I've seen is, you know, I've been, <laughs> let, let me, let me do one example. I think I might've talked about this in another podcast a little bit, but basically what I did, and this is maybe just a different frame of context here. Um, so what I did is I got a client and I worked with this client for a while, actually, probably like a solid year, give or take. And I ended up doing like a bunch of graphic assets and, you know, X, Y, and Z, and then ended up doing like a newsletter and things like that. And we had like the set agreed upon amount of money that was to be delivered. Yep. And that's, that was okay. You know, it was pretty sure. early on and I was like, okay, that's, it's not that bad. So it was kind of project scoped. Yeah. Right? It was project. basically like, okay. okay, here's what your price is going to be yeah. every, or that's what it includes, what you're going to, what you're going to get, um, for like 250 bucks okay, yeah. every month. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's probably fine. It's not too much work. It ended up turning into a lot of work because oh. it just turned into like um, micromanagement mm-hmm. completely. And being like, I don't like that little thing. Let's take out that period. Right. Let's, Oof. And it got really, really bad. Yeah. But, you know, I ended up designing all these assets and I was like, hey, here's the assets. Like, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this. They used one. Oh. One of them. Brutal. And... It just hurt because, like, I spent yeah. hours. Yeah. Like, I was practicing, and I was okay with, like, the amount of money that I was getting sure. for it. But I think that was the worst part is that they didn't use them. They loved them. They even said they yeah. loved them. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just so tough because I was like, I was very proud of them. Like I actually want to put them in my like portfolio to like totally. show off to the world. I yep. need to put my portfolio together. I'm really bad. Yeah, I know you told me the other day. It's the, you know, you need to update your website. Lockline. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it was something I was really proud of and I was just like, Oh, well they didn't like it. And you know, that's happened multiple times. Yep. And I think that's the worst thing yep. Yep. is that I design these projects and kind of get things going. I'm like, yay. And, Oh, you didn't, you didn't like it? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I gave it to like, I usually like before I give it to the client, I usually show them off to other designers, uh, people right. that don't give a shit about Some the project. Feedback, yeah. And then, you know, one other person, um, that's not a family member. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like my three touch points. Smart. I think Tom and I talked about this three touch points for what that deliverable would have been. Mm-hmm. And in that instance, I was like, <sighs> Okay, well, why don't you like it? I yeah. mean, yeah. they all said they liked it. What, yeah. what are you talking about? I mean, aren't you marketing to those three people? Exactly. The event or whatever poster I'm designing or, yeah. you know, X, Y, and Z. Like, explain this up. to me. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah. So I think that's probably my biggest issue, yeah. you know, most recently rather than not. Sure. Um, and probably just the lack of money here in town, but. So yeah, that's that's for damn sure too. Yeah, and you can catch that whole discussion on our next podcast. Yeah, that's another discussion we can have. <laughs> long months, ability to provide the creative community. Well, here, yeah, it's been a, it's been a tough thing because yeah, you know I'm pitching over here projects that are you know three hundred dollar projects maybe starting. They're like, oh yeah, yeah we only have a hundred bucks to spend. Period. <laughs> I'm like, <sighs> yeah, totally. I'm 125 an hour. Yeah sure I work fast and usually get right. things done in under like two hours. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> get you. I've already broken that budget of a hundred dollars. Right. So it's like get what you pay for. Come on folks. Yeah. And I don't know, like it's, it's taken years to get to 125 an hour Absolutely. from my, I think I started at like 
20 bucks an hour. Yeah. That's when I was like starting start my graphic design, like there. freelancing. I was like, oh, yeah, let's 20 bucks an hour. Oh, I'm going to be rolling <laughs> in the cash. Yeah. I'm going to get so many cheeseburgers. Pretty much. And yeah. it was it was fine. And I slowly brought it up to where it's at now. Right. But I am so scared because I have yet to sell the 125. I haven't really? tr- I haven't pitched it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I recently had changed it. Yeah, yeah. But I have not yet to sell it here yep. in town. Yep. I actually am trying to see if it actually prices me out of the market that's, here in town. Was, yeah, that's it's interesting. So, it's an interesting thing because uh, my fiance and I were trying to move to Boulder. You guys are engaged now? We are. Congrats. I think I might have known that. Actually. I think, Congrats. I think so. Thank it's you. beautiful. I appreciate it. But yeah, we're trying to move to Boulder and Denver. Mm-hmm. I looked at the pricing in Boulder and Denver. That's going to pay. Yeah. People will pay that. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. Is it just, I'm, am I doing the wrong thing trying to price myself out of the market? Or am I doing the right thing because I know what I'm worth? I don't yeah. know. That's yeah. like the hardest issue I'm having here. <sighs> I don't even know. It's, like I actually a, am just yeah, asking com- you now. No, I love it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's and it's a, it's not simple, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the things I've I've really learned is um, selling sort of the solution. Yeah, and it's hard, right? Because we all love the creative part. Like yeah. that's that's what where we see the value as creatives. And. Um, but at the end of the day, you're talking to a business person who maybe doesn't value that as much as you do, right? Making it beautiful, making it effective, making it eye-catching, you know, whatever it may be. And it's, and it's, does it solve whatever their business need is, right? And that's that, that's that weird, again, commoditization, or maybe it's different now what we're talking about. It's almost like a lot of times it can feel like the bastardization, right? Of like what we do. Yeah. And it's like, no, I don't want to be just a function of your corporate machine, man. (laughs) I want to make something beautiful and effective. Yeah. But I, I, I've really seen, especially in the last couple of years of my career, there can be a marriage of the, of the two. And I do want to share that my, my core, um, creative, not maybe not my creative, my core philosophy when it comes to doing creative for business reasons, right. Mm-hmm. Is the whole UCD user centered design. And, you know, that takes the form of UX design, right. And web design. And I mean, UX can also be physical space design, yep. but, um, so, and, and you actually mentioned this with the, the example you gave of, it sounded like you were saying the end users like it. Yeah. So why you know, so that, yeah, exactly, that would yeah. be a win within UCD. No, if it, if it connects with them and effectively communicates or persuades or informs, then, then it's a win yeah. and then making it beautiful and smooth is just even better. Yeah. Right. Just makes it even better. And I wanted to ask you, please, unless you want to tag onto that, cause I'm going to shift. Us well, through. so yeah. the thing I would say about that actually is, you know, you're designing for that end user, if you will. Right. Yep. Um, so in that instance, you know, you design for them and they, say that they, the, the client says that they don't like it and you need to then make those changes because you're already so far into the project. Yeah. Then they get mad because you're tacking on more dollars onto yeah. their, onto the invoice. Oof. So you understand the issue here. Yeah. Like I, yep. I'm going to get you know, feisty about it. I wonder, uh, <laughs> I wonder, not everyone agrees with this, but um, almost, you know, scoping it to where you have a contingency fund. Okay. Or capping your we've I've done this uh, we tried to do it at Avocet but we're we're just we're very client service focused so oftentimes we just we'll just do it yeah. um, that's what we hang our hat on but um, I know that at my first agency in Austin we had revision caps and 
the if it, so you know let's use our poster yeah. example that we keep using um let's say it's a big big poster project um client has a lot of money you're actually going to get a grand for doing this poster design. that's an impressive poster right there yeah, it maybe, better be maybe you get some other versions of it i don't know all right okay. uh, <laughs> I get it. so we would have said here's the scope right this is you know you're going to get this poster and maybe these three resizes at flyer level and maybe a yeah. digital asset or whatever um it's going to be a thousand bucks you get two revisions and it starts with the poster, right? Like yeah. we get the poster approved before any of the other resizes or other assets are created. So with the poster design, you get two rounds of revisions. Mm-hmm. So it urges them, right? To like, all right, well, I got to be careful. Yeah. If you go beyond two rounds of revisions, it's a thousand bucks. Like we had, I think it was $500. Um, and it, it actually comes, I don't know if you knew this, it comes from back in the day in the advertising industry when it was actual paper yeah. and you couldn't send things digitally. So it was like, no, this actually has a hard cost client. Yeah. If you want us to revise something and then reprint it, it's going to be 500 bucks. Yeah. Cause it's our time and the, and the print production cost. So the, a lot of agencies do this idea of like a digital, yeah. you know, and I, I usually do that for my clients too, yeah. where I'm like, Hey, you know, you got a few revisions. That's fine. Yeah. But you know, that's, I think the poster example that I brought up originally was they just hate it. Like they yeah. flat out don't like the design. And again, those three people, those end users mm-hmm. have already validated it. Yeah. And which is even weirder because like usually if I'm doing a poster design isn't it for an event, I talk to somebody that's going to be going to the event yeah, for yeah. sure. UCD baby. Yeah, Smart. exactly. Yeah. So I make sure that happens and they loved it. They're like, Oh my God, I would totally, you know, take my right. wife and kids to this yeah. event or whatever, you know, et cetera. And then again, I give it to the client and they're like, oh, we don't like this. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I, so that's where I'm really struggling. Hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a struggle. I get it. Like, it's the creative process. And sure. it's something we as creatives have to go through and deal yeah. with. I understand that. But why not try to fix the industry? That's why what I was about to say, to make man. It better? Completely agree. That's <laughs> It's like one of the number one pain points, right? We all suffer from. So why not talk about it? Why not yeah. try to, to fix it? And for me, it's... it's um, it's hard, right? Because, I mean, you're still sort of pitching at that point. You've got the project, but when you reveal that first look, yeah, you know, you're... And it can it can be very different, right, depending on the project. So if we do, you know, with our web design and development process at Avocet, we, I mean, there are many steps before they see any sort of tangible page, right? We do mood boarding, um, which can include color palette options. And, but I get, you know, for a, for a smaller project based, um, thing, like, you know, you don't have time or budget for that or, you know, yeah. so it's like how to, it's almost like, how do you, um, truncate that process as if you had all the time in the world and had these steps leading up. And yeah, it's, it's difficult, man. You, you know, I think it comes down to, and different creatives are, are better or worse at this, doing your best to sort of verbally communicate or, or in writing, you know, the direction you want to take. Yeah. Um, so coming up with sort of a, maybe a theme write up, right. Or some following our poster example, mm-hmm. you know, I want to use these sort of colors, this sort of, uh, you know, it's going to evoke this sort of feel. Um, this is obviously the required content that'll be on it. You know, the, um, and they're, they're actually I'm a tangent here, but um, I haven't done this myself, but some people explore the idea of the assumptions and non-assumptions, right? So like within the brief, it could be the assumptions we're making are 
you're okay with this sort of theme, you're okay with this sort of palette. The non-assumptions, so those are like the you know, unequivocal elements, has to communicate X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and then and then taking so taking that write up or sort of the rationale and and pitching right and being and uh, really it's almost like a three pitch process. You pitch the project, you pitch the direction, and then when you sh- when you reveal you're still pitching right you're like this is how i achieved this part of what we agreed on yeah this is how but it's hard man and and that was kind of where i, I want to go next with you because i'm always curious with creative folks the idea of subjectivity right yeah. like and i i actually believe that there is some objectivity in good design right um and it's it's I've had endless conversations with so many people, right, about the subjectivity versus objectivity. There's both in my in my personal opinion. But I do think that that at the root of it, there is some objective right and wrong. Right. And I can sense yeah, that yeah, you yeah. feel that way, yeah. too. But um, uh, I, I, I think it's one of the, the wrongs is just don't use papyrus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a great starting point, right? <laughs> Definitely. I mean. I think people still do that though. Like, I, I think that's the hardest thing. It's like, I'm not joking with you. I'm actually kind of serious. Yep. yep. No, I completely agree. It's yeah. not an effective Cause you know, like I, I've been kind of, it's been an interesting process over the last year. I've actually been able to start to get into using the fonts that I didn't think I would ever use like Helvetica. I was about to mention Helvetica. I was going to say, I actually love it now. Papyrus is wrong folks. Sponsored by Helvetica. <laughs> See, that sounds better. Much better than the Canva comedy. <laughs> Let's go over that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like yeah, you know, so that's kind of a good example yeah. where people were like, oh, Helvetica? Ugh. Yeah. But then, realistically, like, it had, it. I don't know, a renaissance, if you will. Absolutely. Where they're well like, said. hey, look, actually, Helvetica looks great. Look what we did with it. It's incredible. Like, oh. <laughs> Everybody in, like, the, I feel like the typographic world right now could yeah. use it. Helvetica is a great font. See, I'm, I'm that type of person, though, that actually has a book on fonts. Dude, bring that in. See, that would be a sweet I know. piece in here. It would be. But, mm-hmm. you know, this is <laughs> other people's podcasting spaces, too. No, it's not. I mean, it can't be. <laughs> no, it's not. Not right now. Not anymore. <laughs> but yeah, you know, that is something I do have. Yeah. And actually, that's another tangent, if you will. Uh, my favorite design book that I have, it's a hand-drawn design. Oh, it's, cool. it's very beautiful. I love that book. And I concern all of my house guests with it because <laughs> it is uh, like a coffee table book. Yeah. And I have it out all the time. Yeah. It's called Hand Job. Nice. And They're yeah, like, Lachlan, are you trying to? Are you implying? Something? Are you implying something? No. Okay. All right. Oh, it's design. Okay, that oh, makes more sense. Goodness. Yeah. So it just—it's really, really funny. Um, I remember I got that book from Borders as a kid. Nice. I was like, it looks so pretty. I want it, Dad. Oh man. It was when they were closing, so it was like perfect. Oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> so it was like the so best be thing. my gem. Yes, it was great. So oh, man. yeah. So that's kind of kind of that. Where let's, were we going with everything? Let's talk about hand jobs. I was gonna, oh, please no. I think I think we'll end the podcast there. Thank you, everyone. Uh, this Please. is Corey. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of where I think we're kind of at in the creative industry. Um, yeah. Do you have any other things um, you want to bring up about it all and oh, kind of like maybe tie it all back together? Yeah. Um, kind of what we were talking about, because I do know you got to go, but I do want to make sure. Oh, man. Yeah. So I want to make sure you go accordingly. Yeah, no. But, you know, I, I hope to be able to continue having, you know, I think we unearthed a lot of the beginnings of other great conversations. Um, one thing I thought that I didn't answer well, mm-hmm. which, uh, which is fine. I think we just didn't get to it, but I really appreciated your, um, 
kind of probing question at the beginning about sort of execution. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how do ideas come to fruition? Yeah. And I think we touched on that a little bit in various ways, but, but that totally deserves, if it's not me, you know, continue having that discussion with people because I mean, even, you know, in the agency world and, and with us at Avocet, it's, it's one of the most elusive parts, right? Is how do you go from creative conception to execution, especially in the business world, you know? Um, so I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Great. I appreciate you as well. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's something we just try to talk about here on the podcast as best we can. Um, I had a model on, um, and you know, we just talk about like how she kind of gets the idea for how she wants to pose. Cause like it's, it's a little bit on both parties, you know, it's the photographer and the model really functioning together and it goes both ways. Same with design. So what we're trying to do with the podcast in particular and the company as a whole is really tie that all together between industries. Yep. It's not just video. It's not just photo. It's not just graphic design. It's a combination of everything. Yep. You know, it goes both ways. Like, I'm not even kidding. I was having a conversation with a musician on here. And I was like, that's exactly how I come up with ideas. This is great. <laughs> and then I, I'm not even kidding. There was another, not a musician, a comedian. Ooh. Who? Uh, Ryan Bunnell. Okay. I'm probably yeah. seeing him at Long Tucky. You probably have. Yeah. That's where I saw him. Cool. That's where I met him. Fun. And I was like, hey, you want me on a podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hell He's yeah. on the podcast. Um, but yeah, no, I had him on and I was like, dude, that's crazy. Like, yep. just kind of ideated and then boom, there's the yep. idea and then poof, creates yep. it. What I love about what you just said too is I've been thinking a lot about this lately that, and, and you know, I think this was probably already always already true, but I think it's more true now in the digital age. But, but really what we're trying to do is experience design. Yep. Right. And at the end of the day, we're trying to create an emotion, create a feeling, create a experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and so looking at it more globally, like you just mentioned, it's not just video, it's not just photo, it's not just writing. Um, that really lends itself to that. And I think we've all, you know, the creatives, especially in this town and, and all of your guests, I'm sure. And, and you pushed ourselves to continue thinking at higher, higher levels with creativity. And I think that's the direction it's going. Experience. Yeah. And that, unfortunately I think that's where it gets tough here in town. Yeah. Is a lot of people are like, Oh yep. Nope. We just need a web designer. Oh, totally. And man. I'm like, I mean, sure. Yeah. You need a web designer, but like you also need a, a brand designer to go with that web right. designer. So it functions together. Effective. Exactly. Um, unfortunately so. it's not always the case. So, you yeah. know, but yeah, I think definitely let's do this again. Please. I think we have so many like subtopics. We could almost <laughs> like do like a sub podcast of the level up podcast. Absolutely. Like well, the middle level podcast. You, you tell me brother. <laughs> cool. I'm in. Uh, Corey, well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. Uh, this has been so much fun. I'm so excited to have you back for the following sessions and everything else. Um, I actually think we might have some video ideas for you too. <laughs> So Ooh, realistically, excellent. Oh yeah, I didn't tell you. I'm no. getting a uh, C200, a very, very nice camera. Ooh la la. <sighs> She's 4K raw. She. I'm so. That's her name. Uh, 4K have, raw. She hasn't been named. That's yet. her name. 4K that is raw. not her name. It <laughs> <laughs> just sounds. sounds like a, it sounds dirty. Sounds like a world uh, or a WWE character <laughs> 4K wrestling. Raw. It does. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but cool. But uh, yeah. thank you everybody um, for coming and listening to the podcast and actually now watching the podcast yeah. in the way that we are doing it currently. Totally. Um, it. So thank you guys so much. Um, and make sure everyone out there stays uh, creative. That's right. Thanks, Lachlan. And remember, this podcast was not sponsored by Papyrus. (laughs) You're the man. Appreciate you. (laughs) All right. We'll see everyone. Bye.